0: Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast, where women are magical and empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Munday, psychologist turned transformational feminine business coach. This podcast is for you if you want to prioritize your own pleasure, face your fears, and manifest your desires. This podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Feminine Academy, where I teach women how to turn their trauma into their superpowers. My goal is to show women that we can heal our world by creating time and financial freedom by doing whatever the fuck we want. Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. I'm so honored that you're here.
1: Hey everybody! Welcome to this episode of the Fearless Feminine Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to one of my dear friends, Susan. Um, Susan, I'm going to just like turn it over to you to give yourself a brag intro. You've got so many amazing things going on, like tell us all of it. Oh my
2: gosh. Um, Hi everyone and thank you so much Megan for inviting me on. I wanted to say it's my birthday that's the first brag and it's yes. so, woohoo <laughs> and I am feeling really great this is a time in my life where I feel like I've been coming into more of myself and um this is a big marker um this this year is 60 <gasps> <Six-oh. That> is <laughs> amazing <funny>. right <laughs> you, you are so gorgeous <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. But it, I don't feel it. I don't feel the 60 thing, but I do feel the energy, you know, of coming into it. And uh, there's a lot of good information out there that I choose to kind of also surround myself with in terms of how I'm coming into, you know, more of this, like this wisdom, you know, of my life, which is something that we all come into as we're going along more and more and more. So another brag would be, just that I started this business um, venture. I didn't know it was going to be until the beginning of like January, beginning of this year. And it kind of morphed and and evolved. And over time, I have now launched my first challenge in my, and I have a group, which I didn't have, you know, two months ago. and, And then I also am launching my first course.
1: And so I'm excited.
2: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
1: and so you're a little coy. Obviously, we'll get to it at the end. But like, tell us what your group is.
2: My group, oh my gosh, it's called the Womb Room, Roots to Revolution and Conscious Living. And I I said that because I'm a conscious conception coach and educator. I've been uh, in the birthing field for 20 years or so as a prenatal educator and a birth doula, postpartum doula. You know, I've learned so much along the way. And Um, I've had my own personal experiences that have brought me to this place and um, my own little triggers. So this isn't an exciting thing for me. It's a very, very heartfelt, like came up through me, you know, and it kept getting clearer and clearer. And I was like, okay, you need to go with this. This, this is the right road. (laughs) This is the right path. And just keep listening to it and don't go back.
1: (laughs) Yes, great business advice. Listen to it. (laughs) Don't retract. Does it well. Um, Which I've done many times.
2: Moved forward and retracted on some sort of creative thing that I thought was maybe
1: not gotten,
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and you're a Virgo, right? So like Virgo yes. have like perfection <laughs> ideal where right. it's hard to, to me. I've got a lot of Virgo. My dad's a Virgo. I love him so mm. much. Um and it's usually unfounded. So you know, there's I just feel like they're so dependable and loyal and amazing, loving people. So just ah. want you know, reflect <laughs> Um so I'm so excited to talk particularly about like birthing in the womb room because for me, I really stepped into my fearless feminine archetype when I gave natural birth to my daughter. And I think there's so much that the patriarchy does to kind of crush women's trust in themselves and their bodies. Um, If you've seen the documentary, The Business of Being Born, uh, Mm -hmm. there's so much money to be made in the medicalization of this process. And so I'm just going to kind of open it up to you to riff on that a little bit. Like what comes up for you around that?
2: Very true. Very, I know that documentary well. Um, and it was super in the conversations when I was teaching classes, you know, at one point, and there are still people who talk about it sometimes. Absolutely. Over time, you know, at, at some point it became more of a moneymaker, I think, you know, in the patriarchy. And and of course, midwives were considered more like that witchy sort of part, right? And um, And midwives have actually in my corner of the world where I work have come back in more and more. And I feel really happy about that. It's really like ebbed and flowed over the last few years. But the truth of it is, is that we have, this is a normal process, right? It's a normal process for life. And in some countries, this is going to be considered super, like, this is just normal. Like we just give birth, right? And there's not a lot of stigma and fear around it. And, and it happens very naturally. And here there's a lot of fear, right? And, and this is accumulated over time. And so there's a lot of dismantling to happen. And part of my, my vision is to bring consciousness to the whole journey preconception. So people can take time to really integrate this whole process Just like you would planning for a big trip or a big, you know, a big event in your life, you know, getting married or, you know, plan a year ahead. Why wouldn't we plan for this journey in a bigger way? And I think it's because people just don't know and they, they have their own ideas and also life is busy. But if I told you that you could bring more joy, more pleasure, more, um, you feel like you have more knowing and you can make more choices and really understand this process from a, from a place of more empowerment. It can, it can totally make transformation, which is already transforming to a much greater transformation for you. And I know Megan, it was transforming for you. And I was thinking about that and thinking how I said, I was telling her, I felt like I birthed a part of myself. I had no idea I I ever had in me. And I definitely had the same track. I had two planned home births. One of them, I ended up at the hospital because she was breech at the last minute. (laughs) I did not factor that in as a possibility. Um, So I had a cesarean, but it was a perspective that I had that I got from that. And um, it was definitely a beautiful birth in its own right. And the second one was at home, you know, <laughs> and I knew that it was possible and it felt very, um, I just felt like, wow, what did I just do? It's like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah.
1: That's Dude. so amazing. Um, for me, I had, um, midwives, but they were attached to a hospital. So I did actually have birth, like at a hospital rather than my home, but I had like a water, birth mm. sort of like um at the very end they like kind of my my labor started to stall out a bit and they like kind of yanked me into the hospital bed and then I had that moment where everyone's like yelling at me like push push and I was like <laughs> and then legit they uh were yeah. like we're gonna get the doctor in here and c-section you if you don't pop this baby out right now and I just went oh <laughs> I've heard that story so many times <laughs> it not, like the most empowering moment but I do remember right. I just remember feeling like I'm never going to get sick again. Like I'm Superwoman. Like I can do anything. Um, which actually was followed up in my case by my daughter had to do a hospital stay as like a tiny baby, not right away, but ten days later, which yes. was a pretty disempowering experience. And so I had this juxtaposition of like one of the best moments of my life right after like one of the yeah. moments. And so I mean, right. having a doula, having a healer, having like a coach, a guide to get you through that yeah. process, I think is so tremendously important. And I also did hypnobirthing to prepare for it, which was like actually my first experience with like mindset. I mean, uh, other than like therapy and psychology and everything. Um, And it worked. And like so (laughs) much of it is about self-trust, which I think we talk a lot about in the coaching field. And like in therapy, like trust issues abound.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I mean, and it's always a work in progress. There's always going to be stuff coming up. Right. And I've had that Definitely um, to break through and get into that place of, you know, we get triggered and it's just about how we choose to look at it and um, self-care and getting to know thyself, right? Is such an important component, right? We get to be, we're, we're bringing ourselves to everything that we do and this birthing process and creating Whatever, and so it's important to integrate like who we are into, and that knowing helps us figure out and clarify what it is we want to move into. You know, maybe it's not right to have a child, right? And so that's also a conversation to have. Um, Of course, we don't know how it's going to unfold. There could be things that happen that aren't so comfortable, but the presence and way with which we come into this helps everything it's It's clear that it's going to help everything, yeah,
1: so beautiful, and one of the things I noticed, um, particularly having done a lot of trauma work with women, is that a lot of times like particularly like abuse trauma a lot of times like resides in our womb, so we see like a lot of think about all the g y n like sort of issues like abnormal paps stds um endometriosis, fertility issues, all of those sort of things and I've found, you know, people go to great links like IVF and, you know, like whatever you have to do kind of thing. But I really feel like I've seen people heal those things just by addressing the trauma, abuse, and emotional issues. Anything that comes up for you around that sort of thing? Yeah.
2: So I have actually done a lot of work on myself as I've been doing this business, right? This is all part of it, right? It'll take, um, chakra, right? <laughs> right. It's just like, whoa, this is really like, it's deep work. And I, and but it's helping me to clarify. So when I um, did some, you know, verbalizing and just kind of writing and journaling and stuff like that, I was able to see that my, the energy with which I came into the world is very connected to where I am right now, you know, and, and I did have a sense that you know, likely the energy with which I was brought in was a little bit chaotic and a little bit like, you know, coming into a family of already having my parents having three kids. My mom was a stay at home mom. My dad worked. It was a very traditional kind of a household, but I felt like, you know, trying to find my place, right. Kind of going on the coattails of everybody else and trying to figure out where, where do I fit? Right. And then being a very sensitive child, you know, I had a lot of things that kind of made an impression on me, but it's, it's how we, um, I feel like every little thing I can relate back to something that it taught me, which is the blessing in it. Right. Mm-hmm. But our story helps us. It helps us that, 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 uh, going back can be hard. And as a, as a psychologist, I know it, it can be very deep work. <laughs> right. And so. theres Right, and I am not a therapist
1: yet. I do see the value You're married to one. So I feel like I, I am, am like that's right. Like almost has his honorary master's because he listened to so many discussions.
2: Absolutely, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and um, it's, it's huge, though, right?
1: It's like <laughs> that's like some of my fantasy. Like I had this fantasy about marrying a therapist. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a good
2: communication there. I mean, he's definitely tuned in on that. That's that's like his big thing. It's like communication.
1: <laughs> so much. Well, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your story. Like, what was? I mean, it sounds like you're having a rebirth as you're launching this business, and what a right. service to the world. Because I feel like, yeah, this, you know, women. Um, are so in need of support and I think to be like natural nowadays is kind of revolutionary so like how did you work through some of your fear of like showing up and what like brought around this like personal revolution for you?
2: Um, I think that what has been true is in the past just only in the past like five to ten years I started a process of like I came to a head with certain things. It was like, you know, I had these triggers and um, they were connected to a person in my life, a caregiver. And I definitely, like, I, I kind of spit out, you know, In an email at two in the morning, like every little thing that I was upset about that I wanted to convey to this person and sent it. And I was like, oh my God, I just sent that. Oh my God. I am, it's like, I'm going to be displeasing. This person is going to be really hurt and this and that, right? But it was a very transformative process. It took some time and it definitely changed the relationship, but it was for the better. All in all, it's um, so that was one big big leap for me. It was a way. To, it was like I was expressing all of these feelings about like you've got to see me, who I am right now, right in this life. And and from there, lots of little things kind of started to occur. And I started to look in. It was also a relationship that ended um, somewhere in that same time frame. And I had chosen that because it really wasn't serving. And I felt like it was time, right? And at that juncture, I started to get to know myself in a better, in a deeper way. I was like, I need to focus on Susan. That's it, you know, what do I love? What do I want, you know? And and that started to become clearer and and just kind of transforming my environment and clearing space and um, internally and externally doing lots of things like that. And then coming to a place of, you know, speed forward to now, in the past several months, you know, I definitely have followed my intuition, but I happened to see this group right on Facebook. Um, somebody invited me to, and I started to watch it and look at the posts. And I was like, huh, this is like really speaking to me. This is my place. You know, I really want to be in here. And, uh, I just started to integrate slowly into that and and started to feel into myself more and from that point you know forward but really looking back at my womb experience i i can connect it to where i am right now with this business why am i doing conscious conception and um certainly the births of my own children were like hugely transforming for me i know that that is you know when you say that it kind of feels like a little bit of a, like, I don't think everyone wants to be a a mother, and that isn't necessarily the journey, but for me, I didn't know I wanted to, and then all of a sudden, I really wanted to, and um, it was sort of like, oh, this is the next step in my marriage, you know, something's missing, I'm going to do this, right, and we, and did, and it was um, more transforming than I could ever imagine, you know, just how much it's taught me, how much I have, like, this has been my career, you know, and it wasn't at that time that started to evolve, you know, over, over a few years. And a good friend of mine sort of said, why wouldn't you do this career? I think you would be so good at it, you know, the birthing career. And so, yeah, I thought about midwifery, but I never, that wasn't the, that wasn't the place I looked into it. It just didn't feel like the right stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah, same thing for me. Like I considered midwifery as well. I know I've had some past lives as a midwife, and um <laughs> I actually got to meet Ina May Gaskin when I was pregnant, which was like an oh amazing God. thing because that her place is here in Tennessee. Yes. Um. So that was like amazing. Um. But yeah, like I think it's just such a journey, and you know, I love what you said. I really identify, like, I do feel like Facebook groups, like, are going to change the world, which is kind of weird to, like, just, like, right? the world in the same sentence, but I feel like you're such an act for good, and um, I know when I started getting into, you know, a handful of groups, I think we we're talking about, uh, you know, definitely, like, Visible AF and Body and Beauty Reclamation and Microsoft. My- yes. Fearless Feminine Revolution, like some of these groups, like it was just like amazing what people were sharing and how they were showing up and kind yes. of coming from that pussy culture around like bragging yes. and taking up space. And I was like immediately hooked. I'm like, this is good. Where has this been all my life? Like, can I <laughs> Yeah.
2: And I did never really look at, look at it that way. It's like, it really started to sink in, you know, like, Wow. And over time, it's really sinking in more and more. It's like that whole thing around coming from our divine feminine, you know, the, the um, pleasure center and really looking at, like, I matter and my happiness matters every moment of the day, no matter what I'm doing, I am important and I need to tune in, right? And I need to see, you know, how am I feeling? How am I moving forward with my day?
1: What am I doing? <laughs> Absolutely. And I think we, we mentioned like the sacral chakra. Yes. The like trauma. Right. Like right. In general, it has to do with like everything that's important. Sensuality, sexuality, relationships, emotions. Yes. Um Money. <laughs> so, I think particularly if you want to take your business to the next level, I think really looking at that sacral chakra, that womb energy, that
2: sacral chakra, the root, everything, it's like super, it's all really connected <laughs> to everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'm like crazy into astrology. And one of the big transits that's happening is they're ending this like um, something like 30 plus year cycle of. We're having like Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto conjunctions, which is like so intense. And I guess like the last cycle had to do with Libra, which it was kind of this paradigm for the past couple of decades of like putting other people's needs before your own, which I know a lot because I've got five planets in Libra. So it's like very easy to (laughs) to do that. And I think it's like really revolutionary what you said to like put Susan first, you know, put yourself first, like that can like shift your whole world. And then if you add pleasure to it, yeah, things get like really juicy and exciting. Um, yeah. So tell it's us a little bit we, about that for you.
2: Yeah. It's how we radiate that excitement. We get, we get into ourselves more, we get more, it's like, we're more embodied. We're more present with what we're doing. And we get, we, we, we start to feel that joy bubbling up and that um, possibility. Right the possibilities because we are feeling so connected to ourselves and it's, it's not about selfishness. It's not about, it's about coming into a place where you're much more empowered and powerful and able to bring it forward from that place. Right. And so that is just exciting. Right. And you feel happy. Right. And I think that people walk around kind of not thinking it's like a little bit of a hypnotic state, right. Where we're not really thinking about ourselves. I know I've done it many times, like unconsciously, I'm just doing my habits, right. Every single day. And yet I can stop and say, wait a minute. Wow. That wasn't like, I was in the bathroom and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm like, need my hands to dry between these layers of things I'm putting on my skin. Right. And I'm like, okay. And I started feeling that sensation of blowing on my hands. I'm like, wow, that feels really good. You know, we don't stop to think about what we're doing. It's just little simple things, right? It's about presence. Really. It's huge.
1: Yeah, I was on a VIP day and we were doing like a little dancing, which is like a little edgy, (laughs) especially on camera. Um, And at one point she said, like, you can touch your body. And I think that was something that around the self-soothe pleasure practices, like, I feel like we're so other focused. A lot of us that like, we don't even realize that like, it doesn't have to be, you don't necessarily have to pay like a therapist or a coach. Like you could just like, yeah. Your hair, right. <laughs> Just pay attention <laughs> to yourself, right? And and do the things that you would probably
2: do for someone else if you could, right? <laughs> it's like um, we we want to give, we want to make other people happy, and yet ourselves being happy. It's just it's less like such an old. We know that we know this. We've heard this. Happiness comes from the inside, right? And what we but it's really true and um, self soothing is a key to a lot because when our nervous system, when we get into that fight or flight or we're getting into that, right? You know, the, the um, triggers that come up, I know that I did not too long ago and I started to go down this hole of like tears and reaction. And then all of a sudden I stopped and I thought, okay, how can I look at this a little differently, right? And it really changed my, my outlook pretty quickly. Whereas in the past I might have carried it for longer, so it it does um, it makes a huge difference. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think it's kind of like the empaths curse, um, where like we want to like fix or like take care of everybody else, so we'll be okay. But there's really like a shortcut, which is like take yeah. care of yourself first. Yeah, <laughs> it's so your so own simple.
2: life, your own life jacket on first, right? <laughs> because how <laughs> so so are you going to save anyone or do anything, you know, from from a place of you know like not being connected and and it also just radiates out of us right radiates out of you radiates out of me all the women that are kind of getting connected into this and i think women do have this is a belief i have i've come to believe that women have a very central place in how we you know our power and our ability to be grounded and in our in centered in ourselves affects everything and everyone yeah. So we're super power. We hold the power. We hold the key and the power. Yeah. In a lot of ways.
1: I think that's so true. And, you know, it, in my experience and in so many of my clients and just like women in general, I think we really lose ourselves in motherhood because the role itself is like exhausting and demanding. And then if you have some kind of career on top of it, I know for me, I spent all of my twenties getting a PhD and then it was time to like get married and have kids, which happened all at once. And I started a business. And so I was in the first year of my business and pregnant and it oh. scared the shit out of me. And actually I got some EMDR trauma reprocessing at that time because I was like, can I even do this? Um, right. I'm glad that I did because it gave me the freedom to be able to spend time with my kid and like dictate, you know, what kind of lifestyle I wanted to have so I could be present with her and not miss those really important moments. But being yeah. a mompreneur is like a whole level of craziness. And then I think just being a mom in general, it's so easy to lose yourself in it. Yes. Um, yeah. So, what do you see with that? Yeah, I, I feel
2: like my heart goes out. I, when I was in the thick of it, when I was, you know, raising my kids from a young age, there was always a part of me that felt like I needed like to have my own thing. And it wasn't something I was empowered in so much about really like declaring, this is what I need. I need to have some space for myself. I need to this and that. And and this is how I want to create it, right? So that it works in the household. Um, It was just not a huge awareness for me. And so I just think it's brilliant that, you know, we can definitely still do it and be a mom. There's a lot going on all the time, but it's important. And it's important for for moms to realize that, yes, you know, it's okay for you to have a life and to feel happy as you're going through, because that's going to affect everything you do, right? It's super important.
1: And I think like I, being like a very like mothering maternal person in general, yes. being a counselor type, like... I just thought it was going to be so easy because that like came very naturally to me. I'm like cancer. Um, and I remember these other people being like, I used to say like, I felt like they got like high off their kids. They would just like sniff them and be like, ah. And as much as I like loved my daughter, I was like, this sucks. Like I'm not getting any sleep. My daughter didn't sleep for five years. (laughs) I didn't get full (laughs) night. Yeah. I mean, it, it made me a little crazy, like yes. just lack of sleep itself, not to mention like all the rest of stuff. And so I that's feel like right. this narrative that's like not at all true. And I think just kind of like we compare ourselves on the internet, you know, to the glossy photos, like same thing with like mom. That's why I loved crystals. Like that mom, that's what sold me into her program. I was like, that's <laughs> that, that, that mom. <laughs> and yeah. that um, there's this
2: image of the mom being like, you know, a certain way, you know, that we're just kind of, we're just there for the kids and, and we are, but how we show up for ourselves, they see it every single day. So it's really important, right? And, and
1: the catch for like the moms out there is like, um, you can give everything to your kids, but here's the kicker. Your kids are actually going to model what you do to yourself, not what you do to them. <laughs> so. Yes, you. Yes. So. Yeah. Like, and, and, I had a mom that, like, loved me so much. and was very self-sacrificing and stuff. And I picked up a lot of that, even though I had tons of love and I'm, like, very blessed to have that. Like, I picked up a little bit of that, like, self-sacrificing vibe because that's just what I saw her do throughout her life.
2: Exactly. Me too. Isn't right. That, that was a generational it. thing too.
1: Yeah. She was like a NICU nurse. And I just want to brag about my mom. She's like so awesome. Uh, <laughs> I know she's listening. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, uh but like, it's just one of those things that like, I think women, we just like vary our program deeply to um, just put others needs above our own and not even be like appreciated for it a lot of times. And so I think right. like that needs to end. And to me, that's like a big part of the divine feminine revolution is that like, you know, whether you're a business owner or not, like we get to like have freedom. We get to have space for ourselves. We get to do what we want. We get to like decide how we spend our time. We get to make lots of money if that's what we want to do. Yes. yeah,
2: it's a super different paradigm. It's revolutionary in a lot of ways. I mean, there, it's not we we haven't really been there, but this is where we are going. And one woman, one family at a time, we're making this uh, move. And that's, that's my goal. That's your goal. It's like we, you know, bring raising up, rising up because this is how we change things. (laughs) And we bring more joy into the world and thereby more um, joyous children and families overall. There's so much that, you know, we can impact from ourselves, from our own connectedness.
1: Yeah beautifully put. Um as far as like the divine feminine revolution, like if you could just sort of lay it out there, what would you want to see in the world as we bring more of these feminine principles to receive and to put ourselves first and to kind of have what we want and you know having that safety, equity, inclusion yes. on a worldwide level. That's a huge
2: one. <laughs> I would love to I mean I've woken up to a lot more since all of what has gone on in the last several months with the dismantling of all of the, you know, the awareness that we have this oppressive system, right. Mm
0: -hmm. And this
2: is across many different places, right. Women, people of color, LGBTQ, you know, all kinds, all kinds of situations. Um, We have the global warming. We've got so much going on and I think that, again, women hold a a centering of power. We also have, I think what what I'm really feeling is that we have the power to make a difference in all of it. By becoming more connected to ourselves and our joy, it makes us want to be more consciously living and to put our best foot forward into the areas that we want to make an impact on right so every woman has their own thing and as we're coming so this is what it is it's like this divine feminine revolution fearless feminine where you're you're able to step into it like what is your part what's the place that you want to contribute right and that's how i see it it's like we all have a part it's it's not going to be one person but each of us has the opportunity and the wisdom and the and the ability to do it, right? To bring something really special that is uniquely your
1: own thing, right? Yeah. And that's gonna
2: make a difference. So
1: okay, if, if women step up into it. Yeah. I think to see some of these things collapse, like it is scary, especially how sometimes they twist it in the media and like some people will say like burn it down. And I agree, like some of these things are just so destructive, they need to collapse. But like you mm-hmm. know, as you witness things like the fires it's yeah. scary to see like what you've always known collapse. And I think that is part of the fearless feminine archetype is like, um, kind of, you know, going towards the fear because that's like ultimately your ticket to freedom and liberation. If you can face yes. it, I would always say to my clients, like good news, bad news, like good news is fear and anxiety is totally curable. Bad yes. news is the cure is like facing it.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's really well put, the way that you said it. I mean, that's that's a big part of it. We can't just kind of do it. We need to be willing to do the work. And that's where we can lift each other up. So having lots of support systems and, and being willing to look at yourself, look at where you've been, what has been holding you back so that you can actually rewrite that story and come into a better place about it, right? So we definitely have these fears that can be overwhelming and keep us small and that is something that is is a key,
1: right? Looking at those fears. Love that so much. So you're going to treat us to like oh, a yeah. little experiential moment. <laughs> um, I would love to. So yeah. give us a little like taste of what you do.
2: So one of the things, I mean, I I definitely over the years have done different things, you know, with families in classes and also as a doula and this one is I'm going to mix a couple of things one is just going to be a relaxation part just to kind of get us to drop in and then we're going to do a little guided imagery which is about the senses and getting in touch with it's just kind of fun and it's a way to to look at where where am I more dominant in the senses that I have which I might want to engage or maybe areas where I want to engage more right that I want to open up more. And so that's it in a little brief explanation. (laughs) Okay, so everybody ready? So um, I just invite you to go ahead and close your eyes and just take a nice deep breath in. And let that breath go all the way out, sending it down and out the body. And just dropping into your body awareness, kind of noticing how you're feeling, if there's any tension in your body, where you can release that. Take another nice deep breath in. And let it go all the way out. Really opening up your energy centers in your body, kind of imagining them all opening up as you are breathing in and out kind of breathing in the light, breathing out the tension and just feel your body kind of sinking into your seat wherever you are. And I always love doing these because they also very much relax me and engage me when I'm doing that. And so continuing to just kind of be in this state just every part of your body, just one more time, scanning for any tension from the top of your head to your forehead, kind of imagining it softened and releasing and moving down into the area around your eyes. Any tension there, just kind of notice it and let it go. And down into your jaw, down into your neck and shoulders. Maybe you move your neck a little bit and just kind of roll your head back and forth. Notice if that feels really good to you right now. Moving down into the chest area, releasing any tension or tightness, anything that's on your heart right now that. You know, maybe for the moment, we can just kind of let it go or just notice it. And bringing that breath down and letting your arms just sink down and soften. And if there's any tension in your back, releasing all the muscles around your spine, Down into the low back and the sacral area. Really noticing that area of your body, that womb space, and just tuning in. How are you feeling in this area? And coming down the legs, all the way down to your feet, and just dropping in completely, body relaxed and just present in your body right now. And so now I'm just going to invite you to come on a little journey. And this is sort of an interactive um, internally in your own mind, you can kind of notice things. So we're going to set the picture here. Just imagining that you are actually not in your home, that you are driving up to your home and you come into the driveway, park your car, get out, take the keys out, get out, close the door and walk up towards your front door. And of course, you put the key in the lock, you open the door and walk in and go straight to the kitchen. And when you get to the kitchen and you start to walk in, you will be just like, oh my gosh, somebody has cleaned my kitchen. It is absolutely sparkling clean. And it's like, oh, this is so amazing, right? I'm here. And- <laughs> And so you, you noticing the kitchen, you look all around and there's not, there's not a spot, right? And you think, I need, I want to get something to eat or something refreshing out of the refrigerator. So you walk over to the refrigerator and you open the door and you notice what's in there. You kind of look it around. Maybe you imagine something in there that's not there. Maybe these are things that are actually there that you know of. And I'm just going to put something there on one of the shelves. It's uh, actually a nice, perfect, beautiful lemon that's sitting on one of the shelves. And so you go ahead and you pick up the lemon and you hold it in your hand and just kind of notice how that feels that coldness on your hand. Maybe you're feeling the ridges of the lemon. And then you just take that lemon over to the counter, set it down, go, go grab your cutting board, whichever one you would use, your knife that you would use to cut the lemon, bring it over to, to the counter, set the lemon down on that cutting board and you uh, get a glass, you know, with water in it, put that down there too. Go ahead and cut the lemon, start to cut into the lemon, cut it, cutting it in half. And, as you do, the spray just comes right up into your nose, and furthermore, you kind of see the pooling of the juice at the bottom of the lemon on the cutting board. and you go ahead and then cut an, a little wedge to take a little taste of it, right? So you just bring it up to your mouth and kind of squeeze a little bit into your mouth and kind of goes down your throat and Notice how that is for you. What kind of sensation does that bring? And you go ahead and you put the little wedge, squeeze a little bit into your water and put it on the side of the glass. And from this place, just kind of being aware of like what you've noticed in this whole thing. You know, what are the things that you've noticed? Like what you've been able to see and feel and, and um, smell and taste and, and how that's all been for you. And we're just gonna go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. Release the breath all the way out again. Another deep breath in. Release it all the way back out. And then just open your eyes when you're ready and come back <laughs> I noticed how was that <laughs> for anyone who was here you know um let us know how was it for you Megan <laughs> well,
1: what was it hit one of my main seduction points which is like a clean kitchen because my kitchen is like hardly ever I noticed <laughs> you were like ah. <laughs> yeah because I actually oh. I, I am visual um intuitively like I'm not necessarily like clairvoyant as my main and more like clairaudient or clairsentient but I was surprised that I had a very crisp clear visual of the entire thing especially like driving in and coming into the house and Uh I disregard my dirty kitchen and the dishes and at least (laughs) someone cleaned it and I was like oh amazing (laughs) um and I love the lemon I love citrus and so that was like very crisp for me and very refreshing um, could
2: you, could, did you feel like you were puckering a little bit or any of that sensation?
1: I feel like probably taste was actually less for me compared to like uh, visual or I could feel like cutting it and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. it was just kind of unusual. It was like a very <laughs> thing to, to notice. Um, I remember actually being in a inpatient treatment for kids and they did this like mindfulness exercise with oranges and they talked about they kind of were just like connecting a positive experience with the smell of orange. And like, mm. then when you smell orange, you can just be mindful to be happy. And to this day ah, when I smell there's... citrus, it like makes me happy. I love orange. I love
2: for, orange. The scent
1: for uh, Depression and lemon too is definitely one of my favorites as well. So I love that exercise so much. And I think that's one thing I'm just loving about the womb room and about you is like, I feel like you're so sensual. And I'm just like really enjoying that. Um, And I feel like it's so therapeutic to slow down, get out of your head, into your senses. And I feel like that's a big part of being a doula in general. So I can see where that's really served you. So tell us how to find you, how to work. (laughs) Give us all the goods. Oh, yeah. So for sure, uh, I have, and I
2: can drop in um, some links, but I am at susancortez.com uh, for information from my website about what I do. There's ways to book a session to talk about it and it's totally free. And also there's other ways if you just wanna get on board, you can just you know go for it. Um, the other thing that I'm doing is I'm launching a course. It's a five-week course. It starts on October 11th, every Sunday for five weeks. It'll be from three to about 4.30. And each class is really designed to get into that creative process. So we're going to be creating a project by the end of the course. So something that you can display and brag about and show that you have created. And so it's just like a microcosm mini. And and there's going to be a lot of juicy stuff in the course. So I'm really excited about it. And the other um, thing is that I have my, so that is all about, creative process. Of course, I have my conscious conception business and that the website highlights that. And you can find me in the womb room. If you would like to join, you can also just really stay up on everything that I'm offering. So awesome. Yeah. The womb room roots to revolution in conscious living
1: beautiful thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and thanks everybody thank you everyone
2: thank you Megan this is an amazing group and what you're doing in the world is completely like I am so excited (laughs) that that you are bringing this and that I got to come on and and talk about my part and and I'm yeah so this has been very activating for me
1: (laughs) thank you so much I'm taking that in to the fullest level it gives me so much pleasure
0: Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.